Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of season one, Reading with Grace, where we will continue reading the Unwanted's Island of Legends. Today, we will be picking up from chapter 39, but first, a recap of chapters 36 through 38, and we have a shout out. Eva Fathom decides to trust Liam with important information about Aaron, Gondoliri, and herself. She believes Gondoliri is building up her fire and ice magic to soon take over Quill. And she also knows that Alex is gone from Artemis, but won't tell Liam where she got the information. Copper was spotted underneath the skylight and was seen signing to a man she was cleaning with, who must also be from Warbler. Sky came up with a plan to dress Lonnie and Henry as pirates, send them into Pirate Island, and find her mother and tell her she was being rescued. Sky and Alex also managed to grab some underwater suits for Lonnie and Henry, and soon they dove into the sea. So that's the end of the summary, guys, but today we have a special shout-out to William for your voice message you sent to me. It really made my day, and I really appreciate your book recommendation as well. I will definitely make sure to look into it, and who knows, maybe it'll be our next series. So thank you to William again, and if anyone else would like a shout-out, you can send me a voice message that you can get to linked in every episode. I absolutely love hearing from you guys. Okay, that's all the announcements I got, so on with the episode. Enjoy! Thirty-nine, Shiver Shake Volcano Quake Alex, Skye, and Miss Octavia climbed up the volcano to the skylight to get a glimpse of Lonnie and Henry. It didn't take the sister and brother long to figure out the doors. Soon they were tumbling onto the grate. They shed their suits and helmets and hung them up on the pegs where they belonged. Then they set out in search of Skye and Crow's mother, looking exactly like they belonged there. Lonnie wore a purple shirt and gray pants. Henry wore a red shirt and black pants. If someone looked closely, they'd find a very odd-looking seam in Henry's pants, with several pieces of clothing had been sewn together to make it work. But it wasn't visible at first glance, at least not from the skylight. They're heading to the spiral staircase, Alex relayed to Simber, who was resting his wings nearby. They're going down. Nope, false alarm. Lonnie's stopping and looking at something inside a glass case next to the stairs. Henry's keeping watch. What the heck? Okay, now he's tugging at her to hurry up. He laughed nervously under his breath. It's probably a bunch of books or something. She can't resist them. Come on, Lonnie. He paused, jiggling his foot. Okay, finally. Now they're going down. Simba growled. Ten minutes. Sure. A moment later, Alex looked up. They're out of sight. He blew out a breath. I hope they find her. He was more worried than he'd let on before. Who knew what these pirates would do if they found two kids who didn't seem to belong to anyone? As they waited, Alex fidgeted. He and Skye both shivered, having brought nothing dry to change into. After a while, Alex retrieved his robe from Simber and held it out to Skye. Here, he said gruffly. She took it and thanked him just as tersely, though she wasn't quite sure why. They sat back against some rocks, not talking, and watched the scene below. Nothing bad happened. No one walked by. It appeared to be the eviest maneuver that unwanteds had ever taken. Alex clenched and unclenched his fist, wanting desperately for it to stay that way. Across from Alex and Skye sat Miss Octavia, looking down through the skylight at every different angle and seeing a different scene. The glass cage full of sea creatures. Florence looks just the same, she remarked, more to give Simber an update than anyone else. Simber didn't answer. Soon, Miss Octavia's eyes dropped with fatigue. Occasionally, they closed. Everyone was tired. All of a sudden, Miss Octavia's eyes flew open wide. She sat up. 
Alex, look, she pointed. The eel is back. Alex scrambled over to the side of the skylight and watched the eel slither up to the glass cage. Its back half was wrapped around its latest catch. What's it got this time? Alex murmured. It had better stay away from that fishing hatch. Sky set up alarmed. What if it comes over as Lonnie and Henry and my mother are escaping? She couldn't hide the panic in her voice. What if it attacks them? Alex glanced worriedly toward the spiral staircase. He didn't see anybody ascending. No one by the fishing hatch either. So far, so good. I hope they'd see the eel in time to stay inside until it's gone, he muttered, knowing it wasn't likely since the water was so murky that far down and the only light was coming from inside. The sea itself was dark just a few feet outside the glass walls. They watched, breathless, as the eel used its tail to press something, which sparked into the water just as it had the last time. The door slid open and the eel backed into the cage, and it deposited its latest victim inside with the others. Alex squinted, trying to see what it was, but it was hidden from view behind the giant squid, who this time tried without luck to escape. Instead, a squid merely succeeded in getting one tentacle stuck in the door as it closed. The squid's eyes reacted, widening in pain, but it was stuck fast. Oh no, Alex whispered. Poor thing, Sky said. I wish we could do something. It's too dangerous, Miss Octavia said. It'll hurt, but he'll be okay. We can try to help him later when we spring Florence free. But first, we need Lonnie and Henry to find your mother. Where are they? What's keeping them? I don't know. Alex's eyes were fixed on the cage, wondering what new creature was and why the eel was so intent on collecting them. Just then, he heard a growl from Simber. Without looking up, he asked, What is it, Sim? I just felt a tremor. Alex turned sharply, the cage forgotten. I didn't feel it. Are you sure? Simber's look told him yes. Oh no, Alex said. He felt the blood drain from his face. Lonnie, Henry. Mother, hurry, begged Skye. Everyone felt the next tremor. A few pirates appeared out of nowhere as the wall seats dropped. They slipped into the seats and buckled up. Crud, Alex muttered. Dread filled his heart. He strained to see the staircase, but no one was rushing up it. Where are they? Alex looked all around, wondering if maybe they'd come up a different way. He bit his lip hard, trying not to panic. Come on, guys, he murmured. Get out of there. But they didn't come. Sky, get on Simber's back. You too, Miss Octavia. The volcano shuddered hard, sending Alex running to get on the statue's back after the others. Simber lifted off the volcano, staying low so they could watch through the skylight. Lonnie, Henry, and Copper were nowhere to be seen. Oh, come on, Sky urged. She gripped Simber's neck. As Simber circled, Alex saw something bright flash out of the corner of his eye, but he kept his focus on the spot where they had last saw Lonnie and Henry. When Simber turned, three heads turned with him. There, Alex cried. See them? They're coming up the stairs. The volcano trembled as Lonnie, Henry, and Copper raced to the top of the steps and bounded past the display case, around the greenery, and toward the fishing hatch. Behind them, something flashed again. It was coming from the glass cage. Alex looked, and what he saw nearly caused him to fall off Simber's back. Spike? he said, in the midst of Miss Octavia and Skye crying out for the others. Spike Furious! The eel's latest capture was none other than Alex's shiny blue whale, swimming up and over the squid, her diamond-like horn caught in the light. But Alex didn't have a second to think about the creature, because Lonnie, Henry, and Copper were running at top speed for the hatch, and a man was chasing them. Alex, Skye, Simmer, and Miss Octavia watched in horror. Run! Alex cried, even though he knew they couldn't hear him. Lonnie reached the hatch first. She slammed her hand on the first button as the volcano shuddered and seized, knocking her to the floor. And then Alex lost sight of everything as the volcano plunged down into the sea.
40. A change of plans. The water crashed over the site where the volcano had been and churned in an angry boil until the waves organized themselves once more, giving no indication that anything had ever been there. Once it was calm, Miss Octavia leaped from Simber's back and dove into the water to see if Lonnie, Henry, and Copper had made it out or if they were trapped. Skye, sitting behind Alex on Simber's back, gripped Alex's arms in fear and worry, but Alex didn't feel anything except pain in his stomach at the thought of his friends being sucked down under tons of seawater, trapped inside a hidden hostel and dangerous world. Skye and Alex scanned the waves. Should we go down? Skye asked. We should go down, shouldn't we? Her fingers drummed Simber's back and she still couldn't sit. No, Alex said. I want to see as much as you, but it won't do any good right now. Miss Octavia will be back soon. He shivered with nervous energy. I don't think they made it out. The outer doors opened so slowly. He trailed off, unable to think straight enough to finish the thought. They flew in silence as the minutes ticked by. There was nothing else they could do but hover and wait. Eventually, Simber asked, What did you yell earlier, Alex? Just before the island sank. Alex pulled his mind from his worries. He had to think about Simber's question for a moment before he figured out what the cat was talking about. Oh, he said finally, and then his face clouded. Oh, that's right, Spike, he said, remembering, which only added fuel to his worries. Spike furious. Um, yeah. Remember my whale sculpture from the Museum of Large that I brought to life the other day? I know you were watching. Anyway, she swam away, and that stupid eel captured her too. That's who he put in the glass cage earlier. Simber's gaze never left the water, but his body tensed. Does she breathe? Alex nodded. Yeah, but she's a whale, so she needs the water. She'll die in the cage, Alex. She's going to need air. What? Alex asked, confused. She nearly died from too much air in the museum. I had to... He glanced at Skye, who stared at him mouth agape, and terrible feelings of failure became fresh all over again. I had to put her to sleep and transport her to the water first. You what? Skye asked, incredulous. No, 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 Simmer said, frustrated. Whales need to be in the water to survive, because they can't move on land. Their bodies are so heavy They'll crush themselves and overheat. So if you created her as a breathing creature, which it sounds like you did, she can only live a short time without any air. Simba ended his sentence in a growl of frustration. He switched his tail. Skye shook Alex's shoulders. Why didn't you tell me you brought her to life? All this time I've been wondering, and you never said anything. Alex looked from Simber to Sky, feeling helpless about what to do now. I don't know, he said anxiously. I was really sad about it, and embarrassed. I nearly killed her by accident before she got away. I didn't feel like telling everybody, okay? I didn't want to let you down. Sky stared at him, speechless. She shook her head. So that's why... She trailed off. There was no time for this conversation. I can't even deal with this right now. Alex gripped his knees and leaned forward, his head next to Simber's neck, straining to see through the water. Now what? How much time does Spike have? I don't know, Simber muttered. Maybe thirty or forty minutes. We need to get her now. 
while she still has a chance. Simber dropped lower just above the water and stared down, trying to see if Miss Octavia was coming back. Alex, he prompted, what's the plan? Just let me think. Alex couldn't look at Skye. Where could Miss Octavia be? Spike couldn't wait. But what was happening down there? What if Miss Octavia needed help? He dug the heels of his hands into his eye sockets and wished that someone else had to make life-or-death decisions for once. After a measured breath, he spoke. Okay, Alex said quietly. We're going in. I need everybody on the ship standing by now. Simmer soared back up. Cover your ears, he said to Sky and Alex. When they did, he bellowed at the top of his voice. Ahab, bring forth the ship. Alex, still stunned by the news of the time-sensitive threat to Spike, grew more fearful about Miss Octavia's lengthening disappearance. Because she could drown too. He knew there was only one choice. But how best to do it? All right then, he said, ripping his fingers through the tangled hair and looking over his shoulder at Skye. It's happening. Are you ready? What's happening? Skye asked. Alex hesitated. He was still figuring it all out himself. Okay, so, Simber, I say we send one team down to find Miss Octavia and the others, and another team to rescue the sea creatures in Florence. We do it simultaneously. Maybe it'll cause some confusion and we'll be able to pull it off. Simber nodded. You think like a leader, he said, a grim compliment. Sky was quiet, waiting. Alex sat up a little straighter and peered into the darkness. Is Ahab coming? Yes, Simber said. Tell him to call all hands to deck and be prepared for rescue. Send the squirrelicorns here now. Simber did so. When he was done, Alex looked at Sky for a long moment, and that's when the last piece fell into place. He knew how it would go now. He offered a small smile. We're going in. Sky, I want you to lead Operation Copper. You're the only one besides me who has been through the hatch. You know the workings of those doors best, and you'll be the best one to convince your mother to leave the island at that depth. Can you do it? Sky's eyes crinkled with worry. What about you? Alex looked down. I need to right a wrong, he said. Artemis statues and creatures are sacred, as sacred as its people. I may have lost Florence because of my stupid mistake. I can't lose another one. He glanced at Simber, who stared hard at the water. Sky gulped. Okay, she said. Okay, she sucked in a few deep breaths. So what do you want me to do? Alex looked her in the eye. I want you to take Sam Heed Crone Kitten down to the volcano. We don't know how deep it is. It's going to be very difficult if it's far. Just take your time. You may need to go in and fight. You have your component vest? But I'm terrible with spells. No, you're not. Well, okay, you kind of are terrible with them. But never mind that. Just stick with the ones you know and use the strengths you do have, like your clever brain. Alex pulled extra spells out of his pockets and gave them to her, just in case. Miss Octavia, Sammy, Lonnie, and Henry are all, all excellent spellcasters. Just do what you can and rescue your mother, and be willy and quick about it. That's your top priority. Skye's chin quivered. She pressed her lips together. Okay, I can do this. Yes, you can. Just rescue my mother. Skye swallowed hard. Exactly. You were going to do it all by yourself once before, remember? Alex teased. Skye narrowed her eyes. You will be quiet about that. The squirrelicorns arrived and soared around Simbert's head, making sure they avoided his flapping stone wings, which could send any of them sailing into next week. Team, Alex said, addressing the squirrelicorns, I need you to circle the area. If anyone pops up from the water, pull him out and fly him over to the ship. Simple enough? Sir, yes, sir. The squirrelicorns were always somewhat militaristic.
and made Alex wonder what words Mr. Today had used when creating them. He watched as they organized themselves and began circling the area. The ship appeared out of the darkness, bringing a hint of pink at the edge of the sky, and an early morning fog to go along with it. Alex frowned. The fog would only make it harder for the squirrelicorns to see. Not something they needed right now. He hoped it would burn off quickly. Okay, crew, we've had some new developments. Alex quickly filled in the others on what had taken place with Copper and with Spike. He assigned the teams and explained the two missions. We don't have much time. Sky, take your team down. Hopefully you'll find Miss Octavia and you can get out with the Artemians out of there. It worries me, he said, thinking of Miss Octavia, but he didn't finish. Everyone else was worried too. Scene, Karina, I need you to come with me. We're going to release the creatures. And Ahab, take the ship back to a safe distance so you don't capsize when this volcano resurfaces. Got it? He looked all around. Is everybody ready? A cheer rang out, followed by a small voice from the ship. What about me? It was Fox. He stood at a box on the bow. Alice's lips parted. Oh, I'm sorry, Fox. I don't have a job for you. You float. Fox blinked his big eyes. He looked down at the water. Desperate, Alex flashed a pleading glance at Sky. He didn't have the time or patience for hurt feelings right now. His wheel was running out of air. What Alex meant to say, Sky said gently, is that he needs you on board ship to make sure you can take care of the rescued ones. She leaned forward to Fox conspiratorially and put her hands on his mouth to shield her words from the captain's ears. After all, we can't have that crazy one helping my mother. He'll scare her to death, which is why you have to be the most important job. Simber grumbled. That's pushing it a bit far. I'll say, muttered Alex. Fox perked up. Then I will be the best welcomer ever. Then I'm going to throw up now, Karina said cheerfully. Can we get on with this? Not a moment too soon, Alex said. Okay, be safe and be wise, everyone. He poised to dive and added, and watch out for that blasted eel. Forty-one, the big cat's worst nightmare. Into the water they went. Alex drove straight down with Cena Karina behind and Simber circling above. The three looked around, trying to find the underwater island. Alex figured they didn't have more than fifteen minutes to find and release the creatures before the whale would run out of air. They had to get it right. Deeper and deeper they swam, knowing they could only go so far before too much time had passed and they have to head it back up again. But Alex knew that Sine and Karina could hold their breath as long as he could, Karina even a little longer. After a long minute, with pressure building up around Alex's ears the deeper they went, he felt something tugging on his sleeve. It was Sine, who pointed to an area a little farther down into one side, the top of the volcano. Alex gave Sine a thumbs up and followed him and Karina, who had gone ahead. The three of them swam down the side of the volcano to where the glass cage was. They rounded the edge of the rock and found themselves eye to eye with the milky giant squid. Only his eye was bigger than their entire heads, and luckily he was behind glass, or maybe not so luckily. The good news was that the squid's tentacle was no longer trapped in the door. Did that mean the eel had been back? Alex kept himself from panicking at the sight of such an enormous creature, knowing that the stress would only cause him to use his body's oxygen too quickly. Instead, he swam toward the door, which is where the eel had been, and searched for the button or lever that the eel had used. As he searched, his eyes glanced to Spike, who swam around wildly at the top of the cage. Beyond the cage, Alex looked straight into the middle of the floor of the strange island. He could see some activity, but he knew he couldn't concentrate on it. A moment later, Karina caught Alex's eye. She waved frantically to get his attention and pointed. Floating near the top of the cage, tiny and limp, and seeming lifeless, was Miss Octavia. 
No wonder she hadn't come back up. The eel had gotten to her, too. There was no time to waste. Alex lit a blinding highlighter and pulled himself along the door until he found a round carving in the glass. Inside, there was a wire. Was that the door opener? He pushed his fist into the space and pressed the wire as hard as he could. Nothing happened. He pressed it again, pushing and swimming against it, trying to get some force behind it, but it was no use. Desperately, he searched for another button or lever or something that would trigger the opening of the door, but there was nothing. He pounded on the door, trying to wake up Miss Octavia, but her body would look run out, squeezed by the eel. There was nothing they could do. Alexina and Karina looked at each other, knowing they didn't have time for anything else anyway. Their lungs were going uncomfortable. They needed to get to the surface. Alex took a single glance through the cage to the area where he'd last seen Lonnie, but there was no one there now. Had they made it out, or had they been captured? He pounded once more on the glass and then, giving up, pointed to the surface. As they rose, Alex saw a familiar flash of light. Spike had heard his tiny pounding and moved over to the glass wall where Alex had been. Alex hesitated, and then, motioning to the others to go ahead, he turned back and went to the glass where Spike was, putting his hands against his cage. "'Spike furious,' Alex said. They'd all practiced speaking underwater during their training time, and now he did his best to sound as clear as possible without using up too much air. The words sent bubbles floating upward. He stabbed a finger into his chest. "'Alex!' The whale pressed her side up against the glass where Alex's hands were, lining herself up perfectly with his hands, where he had brought her to life. "'She knows!' his face lit up. "'We're coming back! Hang on!' Spike seemed to calm down. Her eyes followed him as he pushed back from the glass and began to make his way out to the surface, carefully and deliberately and, as always, watching out for the eel. When he broke through the surface and waved the squirrelicorns away so they wouldn't pluck him out of the water, Alex knew they were running out of options. As soon as he caught his breath, he looked up at Simber, shielding his eyes now that the sun was finally coming up. Seeing a Karina floated nearby. "'Big problems,' Alex said, his chest still heaving in the water. "'Miss Octavia's in the cage. We can't get it open.' He filled his lungs with air and let it out again. He had to catch his breath before he could go that far again. "'Seen and Karina filled me in,' Simber said. Alex nodded his thanks. "'I think the eel sends sort of, sort of electric shock through the wire that sends it to control the door.' "'Speaking of the eel, you guys keep talking. I'm going to be the lookout.' Karina ducked down under the surface again. "'Has anyone returned from the Operation Copper?' Sin asked. "'Not yet,' Simber said. "'Sim,' Alex said. "'I hate to do this.' He pushed his sock of wet curls out of his eyes. "'I'm afraid we need you to...' Alex pressed his lips together and looked down at the water. Simber guarded Alex. He closed his eyes for a long moment, and then he opened them again. "'I'll do whatever it takes.' but I'm worried I won't have the momentum I need, and I don't want to hurt anyone. We don't have a choice, Alex said in a low voice. It's the only way. We're out of time. Simber nodded. I'll need to get sufficient air speed. You head down first and warn them. Push them to the north end of the cage. Karina popped up, catching the tail end of the conversation. No eel, she said. Alex looked at her. Can you head down? Seen you two. I'll follow in a minute. A second later, Sina and Karina went back below the surface. Alex looked at Simber. Is there any way you could be destroyed during this? The glass is very thick. In water? Simber chuckled. No chance. 
I'll just need something to push off from to get back up again after it's over. It might take a few tries, or I'll climb up on top of the volcano and ride up with it the next time it goes. You don't have to worry about me. Okay, that's a relief. I'm going back down. You're very brave. Or stupid. I'm heading up. See you shortly. Simba lifted up and then looked back. And stay far out of my way. I will. Alex rolled his eyes as the statue ascended and muttered, Trust me, I will. I can still hear you. Alex shook his head, sucked in an enormous breath, and swam back down toward the cage. It was now or never. Thank you.